today on City Cash Chicago. We've been looking back at some of our favorite stories this year. And one thing we love to do is take you around the city to get to know our neighborhoods and the people who love them. So we're going to take you back to summertime shy to a neighborhood I've spent a lot of time in, but an event I had no idea existed. The Broken Arrow Speed in Action Rodeo at the South Shore Cultural Center. It's Tuesday, December 28th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Looks like the Broken Arrow Speed in Action Rodeo Horse Show is about to get started. You got your cowboys, cowgirls out here on the dirt and the arena getting a warm up with their horse. It's real cool because when folks pull up in their trailer, they got their street clothes on, right? They got shorts, they got sweats on, their hair tied up, and now everybody's got their flannel shirt on, they button up, they denim, they cowboy boots, and the horses look amazing. They're all saddled up. Yeah, I was out there with my polo, my cowboy hat. I mean, it had to be a crowd of like 200 plus people, all sitting around the horse arena behind the cultural center. When this young girl rides into the center carrying the red, black, and green Afro-American flag. She's the granddaughter of the man who founded the rodeo and the Broken Arrow Riding Club. His name is Murdoch, a.k.a. the man with no first name. When people hear the word rodeo, they think about bucking bulls and bucking horses or what have you. That's what you call or consider rough stock. We don't provide that here. What we provide is a rodeo dealing with just horses only. I want to be able to bring something to the city that the kids can look at. I like horses! I like horses too! I like horses! The events consist of um, plug racing. One of the events, and that simply just means you ride around the arena as fast as you can go and the best time wins. Each one of these events are a timed event, okay? Then you've got um, the poles. Poles are like, uh, if you see a skier going back and forth, slaloming through a the, uh, poles or what have you, we do the same thing with a horse, where you run down to one side, come back, slalom through the poles, turn around and slalom through them again, and then come back across the finish line. Oh, that looks way more complicated as you watch it. Oh, wow. She about that action, though. She about that action. That quick start stop though is nuts. That's that event. Then you have um, uh, the relay race. The relay race is the most, most exciting part of the events as far as everybody's concerned because it's a three-man team. Some places use a four-man team. In Oklahoma, they use the eight-man team, oh. <laughs> you know. I mean, the founding of the club, this event going on for so long, it really goes back to your love of horses, like, mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit about that? What was it like falling in love with horses? Well, horses uh, has been known to be very, very therapeutic. Um, they have, as I've been taught, a um, thinking side and a reactive side of the brain, and so do we. Consequently, you got two minds that's working together that you have to try to gel together, it's like a dancing team, you know. It's a thing that takes my mind off of stuff all day long. You go to the barn before you know it, yeah, it's nighttime. You like how you look today? If you do, let me hear you say, yeah. Somebody out there don't like how they look. I can tell for that. I've ridden a couple horses in my life, but I can't say that we was dancing. 
I'm not even gonna lie to you. The whole time we was out there, I thought I or somebody else was gonna get kicked in the face. I mean, these events we watching are fast. I'm talking 20, 15, sometimes just seven seconds. So like Murdoch says, you really gotta be in tune with the animal. Like Shanice Reed. Yeah, she was the one who was about that action. She was here competing at the rodeo. What is it like to build that bond with your horse? Because the way you talk about them, right? You talk oh, yeah, about them with horse. such appreciation. Well, I love all of them, but uh, I try to build the bond first. Your horse should know you, you should know them, because I think they run so much better than you having a, either a mixed relationship or no relationship at all. I'd rather for my horse to know me. So, like, my horse know me. He yells when I'm coming to feed them in the morning. He knows my cart. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. So I like to build a bond yet. What does that look like? Because, I, I mean, I've never had a horse. It's like a horse. friend. <laughs> He followed me like a dog. There you go. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Follow okay. around like a dog. You have treats. He talked to you with his yelling. It's, 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 it's like having a best friend. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So we got chocolate chip, Viola, and Olivia in the trailer, guys. Chocolate chip, yep. Viola. Yeah, my horse is chocolate chip because that's my favorite cookies. And he's brown and black, so you see him. They're all champions. Chip is about almost a lad then, so he's more of a vet. So he pretty much know what to do. In your events, is there a time that you're looking for, like you're trying to hit? Today? Mm-hmm. Across your oh, events? Only in my barrels. Um, He's been pretty consistent. I'll take nothing higher than a 16.7 in my barrel race. That's it. Anything else, he pretty much got it. But he has his days. You know, I like for him to, to show me he's interested first. I don't like to push nothing on him. So this has just been passed down through your family? Basically. My grandpa had horses, which is my dad's. Uh, he's in there. His name is Earl Reed. And he met my mom. My mom was a city girl. Okay? Turned that girl into a country girl. She had five of us. But my mom, I, they say I ride just like my mom. Like, it's, like if you stay today and how I move, because it's all in the movement and everything. It's how you move your hands. It's in your feet. You know what I'm saying? It's with the lean up. You don't want to lean back. They say I look just like her. So I guess it's just passed down hopefully if i ever have a daughter my daughter's gonna be a cowgirl i'm not gonna lie when i was a little kid i didn't see that many cowboys on tv when my grandpa was watching it yeah. i do this first let me start off by saying i do this for all the little girls that think they can't do it and all the little boys that can't do it i'm doing it for black boys too because it's not enough black females doing it so when little girls see me and i have a lot of people i'm no superstar now Okay, I have been on TV a couple times, and y'all, people like y'all is always talking to me, but I'm humble about everything that I have. You don't want to be, you don't want to be, you know, too big-headed, but I sign a little um, autograph for little girls, and I always tell them, like, hey, you can do this. All right, Shanice is up. Tight turn on that belt, you see what After the break, we're going to check back in with Murdoch to learn more about the history of black cowboys. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. When I grew up, my grandfather was watching Westerns my entire life. Every time I come over his house, that's all that's on television. But I didn't see a lot of black cowboys who looked like him. See him either. You're not going to see him not during that time. Um, there were people that were black cowboys, but of course they did not give them any type of recognition in television world. Uh, as we later found out in life, there was a fellow by the name of Bass Reese. 
he actually was the original Lone Ranger, and that's how the story got depicted from where he came from. He was a, a black ranger paid by the uh, county to go out and um, bring in outlaws and things of this sort. How Hollywood got it and put a mask on this guy, not knowing that it, See, I don't know if they thought that he was still going to show that he was black. If you put a mask on, you couldn't tell us. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know, but he was still white, so the mask didn't make him be black like Bass Reeves. But we all grew up understanding who the Long Ranger was and Tonto, you know, high hole silver and away we go, you know. So uh, I consider it from um, uh, slave ship to horsemanship. That's how I look at it today's day. Yeah, what Murdoch is talking about here is when white Texas ranchers fought with the Confederates in the Civil War. The enslaved people at home became more or less the cowboys, taking care of the cattle and breaking wild horses even more. Fast forward to the 20th century and the advent of railroads, things like calf rope and steer wrestling became competitive rodeo events. But ain't no surprise, white cowboys took center stage over the black cowboys. And their competition level became so much greater at some point that they couldn't compete in the rodeos in the opening of the rodeo shows. So after the rodeo was over with, they had an opportunity to perform then. Uh, it was called what you call slack. They didn't want to, uh, the, the white crowd to see them perform. You know, I mean, they didn't, they didn't want to give them the credit. So what happened was is that when this black guy, I can't remember the name right offhand, he rode this ferocious bull that everybody could not ride before him. And when he rode it and they put in a paper that this guy rode the bull, the public felt that they were cheated. And so this is when they started allowing black people to start participating, but only if you were uh, uh, recommended by another white guy so you could be in the rodeo. The fact is that we continue to move on. You know, um, we don't get the, um, uh, uh, the support from uh, sponsors, you know, and the thing is that the sponsors are what allow these cowboys to travel to pay for their accommodations to go to and from because it's expensive to leave one rodeo in the morning, another one in the afternoon, and trying to make another one at night. That's what they do in a sense, you know. They do that white or black, it doesn't matter. But again, the white cowboys, they seem to get the sponsorship that will allow them to penetrate and go through the circuits. I wonder, have I ever gotten a cowboy defined? Like, what is a cowboy? To me, a lot of people give you different concepts and definitions. I think that if it's in your heart, First of all, and you want to uh, do the things that you do on horseback, that defines a cowboy. So whether or not you're on a ranch that deals with punching cows, as they call it, or breaking horses, competing in the rodeos, or just trail rides or what have you, if you want to dress the attire, you know, so be it. You know, so uh, uh, when you define the cowboy, to me it's in your heart how you feel about it. You know, so you can be a cowboy and still dress like yourself. You know, nobody may ever see you in your cowboy outfit. Some people dress this way 24-7, you know, as far as that goes. That's all. And that's how people get started, you know, and this is one way of keeping our tradition alive here. Do you want to go and look at the horses? Tomorrow we're getting out of the city and going on a little hike with a couple of TikTok influencers. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. I'm going to tell y'all why that was the fastest time you'll ever see. Because everybody else went so doggone fast you couldn't see them. (laughs) 